0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: Hello there. Welcome to the program on an August 30, 2018. And we're all, as far as I know, still here. How you doing? Good. I'm hoping not to go into a rant today because I've, sure been ranting lately and I hadn't been for a while but uh, it's okay uh, we'll see we'll see what happens I never know I got a little stuff here and there we're also going to try to get the gentleman from Puerto Rico on uh, the show today <laughs> that we were having such difficulty getting on uh, yesterday he is a journalist by the way and uh Puerto Rico back in in the news, given the 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 new assessment of how many in fact died as a result of Hurricane Maria and uh, the ineptitude of uh, authorities um, but this gentleman also wants to talk to us about another uh, aspect of what is keeping Puerto Rico from getting off its knees, Uh, and it has to do with the fact that their government, their democratically elected government, has pretty much been replaced. Uh, I don't think a lot of Americans know that, by uh, a control board. Sort of what happened to Pittsburgh, the city of Pittsburgh some years back when the state imposed, right, a fiscal responsibility board. I can't even remember exactly what it was called. It seems to me at one point we were under two separate boards, and in fact they had to sign off on anything our democratically elected officials chose to to do. Um, And Puerto Rico is in that situation, and uh, these guys that are... Uh, overseeing them um, make things very, very hard so they impose austerity measures. You know, after you have been almost wiped off the map by an act of God and then you have uh, an act of Washington that further uh, pushes you down in an effort to, I guess, get you back up. This is all about getting getting... uh, Puerto Rico's uh, credit back on on board there they are um, they are in want of uh, great infusions of cash anyway it's all complicated and uh, none of it seems to be going very well and we Americans are constantly forgetting that Puerto Rico is, in essence, part of our country, that its people are Americans. Um, And so we want to spend a little time uh, educating ourselves about the current situation there as we head into another hurricane season. And... uh, God forbid Puerto Rico's are sort of sitting out there like a sitting duck anyway okay we'll talk later to Hugo Marin uh, I don't know <laughs> what what this this thing that was news uh, this morning that I heard that's just so dis. Irriting, not surprising, and it has to do with um, the two contenders that were chosen on Tuesday by Florida voters for the uh, to represent uh, that that state um, as governor. Right, this is not a Senate seat. I'm, I'm mixing them up all of a sudden. Um, one of the people who won was is a Trump light. He is a Trump Ackle light. Lite, uh, and his name is Ron DeSantis. He's been in the Congress for uh, I guess six years. And uh, the other came out a came from behind in the pack uh just the day before the election i read a poll that showed uh andrew gillum in third place uh there was a a woman who was expected to win uh coming in close uh, behind her was a uh a businessman i believe and neither of them won and in fact this tallahassee mayor One Andrew Gillum, who is African-American. And this is going to be one of those races that people probably put a little too much import on. Uh, Florida is one of those states that can go either way, and to have such a stark choice available to Florida voters... Who come in some, uh, you know, some seriously conservative colors, and also uh, some progressive colors with their uh, minority populations, and this is going to be interesting just by virtue of the fact that they represent these polar opposites in American uh, in American politics right now and they also are both uh very young uh, to uh be the chief executive of a such a large and important state uh, they are both i i 39 years old um <clears throat> i just want to say before i get into what i wanted to say is that i'm i'm getting an annoyed By every time somebody who is a progressive Democrat wins, or if Bernie Sanders has endorsed them, they're credited somehow to him, to Bernie Sanders' wing of the party. I don't see... I I mean, I don't know what wing of the party I'm in. Sometimes I... uh, I am, I guess, would be said to be in the Bernie Sanders wing, and other times I'd be maybe more establishment. I'm, I, this effort to always so, so easily com- compartmentalize and divide, and this is this is done by media, and I don't know if it's done because they're too lazy to be uh, more complex in their reporting. Or they're just doing what they've been taught to do, which is to set up conflict and as if there's not enough, uh, but to exacerbate that conflict by making it look like, you know, all right, so this is a choice between a Bernie Sanders Democrat and a Hillary Clinton Democrat, when, I'm sorry, done, passed, gone. So a lot of outlets are calling Andrew Gillum, by virtue of the fact that he got an endorsement from Bernie Sanders, a Bernie Sanders Democrat, when in fact the very same Andrew Gillum was a Hillary Clinton delegate to the last Democratic National Convention. So what is he? A Clinton Democrat or a Sanders Democrat? How about he's a Democrat? And stop constantly creating this tension that some in the party might, in fact, feel strongly. But most, don't give a damn. We look at each candidate individually. We like or don't like certain aspects of their platform. We're drawn to them. Ow. We're drawn to them on a personal level or not. I just hate this constant attempt by media and politicians and people with agendas to stick us in boxes and behind lines all the time and corral us into, I cannot stand it. I just wanted to say that. Gillum seems like a a very impressive uh, guy. And to have a black governor of the state of Florida would be something else, wouldn't it? For that matter, to have a black governor in the state of Georgia would be something else, wouldn't it? A black woman. So Democrats are putting up some pretty whew, uh, non-traditional candidates in a year in which they expect to have a strong a strong turnout. So we could end up seeing some pretty remarkable firsts, or we could see a lot of these races fall just a bit short. I don't know. But the Republican in the Florida race clearly... Right out of the bat, the next morning, I guess. Yeah, next morning after his uh election victory. Ron DeSantis, of course, shows up on Fox News. Where else? And in the course of his interview on Fox News, uh begins to decry uh his Democratic opponent as a socialist. This is their this is their new thing. It's akin to calling him a commie. If he is for universal health care, that makes you a socialist now. If, uh, so he calls him a socialist. And he says how socialism means that they're going to raise your taxes. they're gonna, It's going to destroy everything, blah, 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 blah. And then he says, what? We can't be, oh, he deigns to call Gillum articulate which which is just a classic way for white folks to condescend to a um, black person. They're articulate. Um, and then he said, let me find the, here, the exact quote was, the last thing we need to do he told fox news viewers is monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda now what what immediately when when you're facing a a black candidate and somehow you find a way to employ the word monkey uh where it doesn't belong. That's not even how, you know, monkey. I have never heard of monkey it up. Is that a phrase? I've heard monkey around. I've heard screw it up. But monkey up? That's not a phrase that I, I know. But may, Maybe it is. I don't know. But it wouldn't make sense to say that we don't want a monkey around because that doesn't mean what this guy's trying to say. He's trying to say don't let this black socialist screw things up. Where does the monkey come in there if not what anybody who knows anything about whistles, dog whistles, knows that that was a racist dog whistle. You got this black guy here. We don't need to be monkeying things up. And lest you think that I am being too much a, uh, what's the word they use for us? You know, a shrinking violet as so easily a snowflake, a snowflake by seeing a fence in that phrase. You know who saw a fence in the phrase? Fox News. That is the most startling thing of all about this story, that it was Fox News that I believe not too long after the interview aired had one of its anchors say, refer to the interview and say something to the effect that they wanted to disavow they saw it as an attempt at uh, a, a dog whistle. I didn't. I didn't hear, because I don't watch Fox. I didn't see or hear it. I'm not sure exactly what the wording was, but I am aware that it was Fox News who said that that was a racist, which uh, uh, verbiage and. DeSantis was forced to issue I'm sure a totally insincere apology that he was misunderstood it was not what he meant it was taken out of context blah 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 if anyone was offended I'm sorry so less than 24 hours out of the gate and we got monkeys coming into the picture socialist monkeys on top of it you know that that Florida race is going to be about as ugly a race as you're likely to see. And Donald Trump will be down there in Florida for DeSantis um, probably every other day. Well, he's at Mar-a-Lago already, so, I mean, he he's just going to be down there stumping for him. There's no doubt about that. Margaret is telling us all, send money to Gillum. I, I think that's a real good idea. Send money to Gillum. Do it. Because he doesn't have a lot of money. He didn't have as much money, nowhere near as much money, as the other Democrats he was running against in the primary. And he had such little money that he was reduced to doing old kinds of advertising like uh, the little bit he had left. He put up some billboards. That is not uh, what you do now with, you know, you get on TV. And so he does not have money. The amount of money that will pour into this uh, despicable DeSantis campaign will be um, you know, probably off the charts. Just to lighten things up for a minute. What do you think the most um I don't know if you call it the most popular Apple there is? I'm not talking about computers. Uh, I'm talking about fruit. Uh, I mean, if if popularity is judged by what is the most grown apple, what do what do farmers who grow apples choose to grow because that's what sells the most? And what do you think it is? And has been for a long time because it's been dethroned. And I'm shocked by this. You want to know what the most grown apples are in order? You might be shocked by this. I am because I think there's so clearly one apple that is so much better than all the others that I don't know anybody who disagrees. But I'm sure some of you do. Obviously. After more than half a century on top of the apple popularity scales, Ladies and gentlemen, Red Delicious has dropped to second place. Red Delicious. And guess what's in first? Gala. Gala apples are now first. Wrong and wrong. And you know what's third? Granny Smith. Wrong again, although I like a good tart apple. So currently they are in order, Gala, Red Delicious, and Granny Smith. Number four, Fuji. Okay? None of these are what I think is without a doubt the best apple there is, hands down and that is all together now. Honey crisp. Honey crisp. The name says it all, sweet as hell and crunchy. Ah, it is the best apple ever. Without a doubt. So I'm reading this and thinking, where the, what the, what the, what the? And then it turns out, Honeycrisp, which you have to admit you didn't have as a kid because it didn't exist. Honeycrisp, it turns out, is a creation of some scientific types at the University of Minnesota. They created the Honeycrisp apple, God bless them in 1991. And so out of the blue comes the Honey Crisp. <laughs> I've already got people arguing with me here. <laughs> and I am glad to say that this article in the paper of record, the New York Times, says that Honey Crisp is now fourth and it's gaining fast its growth is like and is easily going to be in third place in two years easy so and i'll say we'll be number one before it's said and done without a doubt it's just the best so it's only been around for about uh less than three decades no three decades Less than three decades. <laughs> and, and you know, you, all you have to do is go to a grocery store and see. It's like they can't keep the honey crisps in. The honey crisps are front and center. The only thing I don't like about them is for some reason they're as big as watermelons. I mean, it's just too big. They need to get them down into regular apple size. Um. Anyway, Red Delicious, which has been dethroned, is still uh, accounts for half of all Apple exports because people around the world still think Red Delicious is the be-all and end-all when it comes to apples. I say, incorrect, incorrect, absolutely wrong. To which Laura says, the best Apple is Macintosh. I used to think that too. That was my best. Because it was tart and uh, it was the Halloween apple. It was the best caramel covered apple, right? Uh, Macintosh, and she likes Granny Smith second. I've always liked Granny Smith, but I got to tell you the Honeycrisp is just, just taken over. Milton says Honeycrisp is best. Um, This says it, Milton says it came, it was 1960. I don't think so. The New York Times says 1991 out of the University of Minnesota. Um, Although he's got now an Esquire article. (laughs) Jesus, Milton. Um, And Margaret chimes in, Red Delicious is like tasting dirt. (laughs) Jeez. It's a little strong, don't you think? I just think it's sort of tasteless, and it can be mealy. There's nothing worse than a mealy apple. As for Gala, mm, as for Fuji, I don't know. Milton, I'll get to the history of Honeycrisp later. I don't have time, but that's funny. And um, Little Tony writes, I wonder if any of your listeners have noticed that the Post-Gazette's online articles have had their comments disabled on most of the articles. Not that they're worth reading most of the time, but it struck me as strange. Maybe the employees that monitor the comments were fired to save money? Sorry to be off topic, but I was wondering if anyone else noticed. I myself have never commented. No, I I haven't noticed, and I, I rarely go to a comment section because, to me, that's where... Uh, You want to get into some ugly stuff for, you know, I I don't. I got enough troubles. Um, Did you, am I correct? Is John McCain's mom still alive? Yeah. I just heard that, and I thought, oh, my God. I mean, I remember her she was well over a hundred when I remember seeing him and her good looking old lady she's 106. That just doesn't seem right to have to bury your child when he's 81. God I always say, as do my siblings, that you know it's our mother that's keeping us alive because she has told us that she'll she, she'll kill us if one of us dies before her. So we're just trying to stay alive so she doesn't have the the extraordinary sorrow of burying a child, even if the child's on Medicare, <laughs> which all of hers are. So the fact that not that I don't wish my mom to be alive at 106. That means I better, like, you know, maybe redouble my efforts to keep myself healthy, though. God almighty. Uh, what else do I have here? I got a lot of stuff. Honeycrisp, Barbara says, very good, yes. And more expensive. Is it? I don't care. Oh, Ray says, now I've gone too far. <laughs> Well, I never thought it would come to this, he says, but after your Apple preference revelation, we have reached an impasse. Oh, shit. Well, decades of my following you have come to an end. I cannot believe you would risk alienating your base with such a controversial stand. I say good day to you. (laughs) Oh, Ray is on Team Gala well, you're number one. yeah, Gal is number one, right? You should be very happy. I'm I'm very happy for you, but I'm telling you, we Honey Crisp types are coming after you. So there. See, I was just berating media for for causing divisions in any way they can, and 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 now I've inadvertently done it uh, with something as seemingly innocuous as uh, as an apple. Oh God. So anyway, you know what? I'm told that Ugo is on the line. Is is on the line? Great. Uh, so l- let's get into this. Um, let's get away from the apples for a while. Uh, Ugo, is that you? Yeah, that is me. Good morning. How are you?
0: Doing good <laughs> I, am, I
1: I'm good, and I apologize for all the trouble we had yesterday. We've got some. Technical difficulties here.
0: Um, no, not at all. We'll the say, important thing is that we're in touch today.
1: Yes, and thank you so much. I want to make sure I'm introducing you properly. You are a journalist, correct?
0: That is correct.
1: And you, I'm a
0: journalist. Been... uh uh-huh. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I insist. You're a journalist. Who do... for whom?
0: Uh, for La Jornada Latina, it's the only Spanish newspaper in Pittsburgh. I have been writing for them for the past um, three and a half years, approximately.
1: You know, I'm embarrassed to tell you that I did not know that Why? I'm serious. That there, I did not know there was a a Spanish newspaper in Pittsburgh, a Spanish language newspaper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is only one um they've been out for quite some time. I think they've been they've been around for about a year um ten years. Wow. It's not yeah, it's not you cannot really find it everywhere. Mostly at like Spanish related businesses like Mexican restaurants or grocery stores.
1: And it comes out what? Uh weekly or monthly or
0: Monthly. 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 It's a monthly publication. Okay. And I try to like bridge the gap between like the, the Spanish-speaking community and what's happening in Pittsburgh. That's basically my role.
1: Okay. And you 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 live here, or you have places? Are you are you back and forth? Puerto Rico and.
0: Um. Like maybe I've been back and forth. Especially ever since Maria, actually a little bit before Maria um when <clears throat> Puerto Rico started facing the problems with the with the debt, and we were already foreseeing the coming of um the promesa law, things got a little complex at that point, and um I started like kind of paying attention to what was happening in Puerto Rico as well. went back and forth, my daughter lives in Pittsburgh, so I always go back to Pittsburgh. Uh but I also feel like I am needed here.
1: Well, yeah. I mean I so the news that came out um of you know, this this study uh in which it has now been determined that uh close to what, three thousand uh Puerto Ricans Correct. uh lost their lives as a result of uh, hurricane maria and uh which would make it one of absolutely one of the worst uh natural disasters in american history i believe and it's still
0: being yeah,
1: it's still being talked about by the president who was a- asked about it yesterday uh as a great success Uh, by the U.S. government in its response.
0: Oh, my goodness. I did see that last night. And um, the situation here, in reality, the island is not fully recovered. In fact, it's far from recovered. Um, Just yesterday, it's on everyday news. Every day you hear about problems that people are having just to get back from one place to another. There's roads that are completely gone, so people are going through, making their own roads at times. There are dirt roads. This is a rainy season, so it's very risky for people being driving under the conditions they are driving these days. There's some huge infrastructure damage that has not been Yet restored by, we're talking about traffic lights, um, light poles at night, so you can drive around. Um, we feel that FEMA, we're still waiting on FEMA to do what they have promised that they would do. Um,
1: I thought FEMA well, I thought FEMA had pretty much uh, packed their bags and and left.
0: Yes. However, they're still, they still owe money to a lot of um, municipalities in which they said, like, okay, there's a project that you got to do. We'll give you this money to do it. And the municipality would start the project. Then they do not pay. And a lot of mayors are, like, waiting for FEMA to disimburse this money so people could fix some of the infrastructure here. Um, there also there's a lot of situations where now people are trying to get FEMA to give them money because they were denied at first, although they lost everything. It, it, has, been, it has been a mess. But and Also, it has been really difficult to keep up with everything from, from within because we have communities that still don't have electricity. So some people don't even really know what the situation is with FEMA, like and with other entities. And and again, like we're also facing the closing of of a lot of governmental agencies. We're kind of like a little lost on what's happening. Actually, I, sometimes we feel that in the United States you have a better understanding of what's happening here than we do.
1: You're kidding me, because I don't think we know much. I mean, i it just seems like Puerto Rico has become a true a stepchild and an afterthought. And, uh, you know, it was great news to a lot of Americans that Puerto Ricans are, in fact, Americans. Um,
0: yes, isn't that surprising? Isn't
1: that Well, no. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry to say. It's not. It's not. So... Electricity is not fully restored. Infrastructure is not fully restored. Uh, m- uh, communications not fully restored, and yet no. it's au- it's the end of August, which tells me that hurricane season is upon
0: us. Correct. And I assure, like these days, even if there's like a, like a normal, it is rainy season as well, and even if there's like a the slightest storm will take away your electricity.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Like, yes, we are not ready for another hurricane. There are houses that still have blue tarp roofs. I can just look out my front door, and I will see houses with, like, blue tarps. Um... Again, there's some light poles that are still kind of, like, hanging, (laughs) and they're sideways. I have have wires hanging from a light pole in front of my house. Uh, We are not ready for another storm. If one were to happen in the next few weeks, I don't know what would be of the island.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because we... I'm not ready.
1: Well, here's what all. I here's what I want to know. Um hmm. I'm wondering if Puerto Rico will survive simply because how many people would you say have left the island and come to the to the to the states uh because they've simply given up. They don't see a future there for them.
0: That We have been facing Massive migrations To the United States I think that The estimate Is that by next year I believe it was 750,000 50,000 Puerto Ricans wow. Would have left I'd say It's obvious Whenever you're walking down the streets To see less people Closed up houses The impact has been huge um the, the migration is affecting us tremendously as well because or or bigger than anything because it's mostly people who are in their productive years. that's what
1: I would think it's exactly it'd be younger people and people who have the ability to get up and go leaving behind in puerto Rico uh the elderly the poor, the people most in need, right?
0: Correct. And they're living on an island that is completely vulnerable at this point. (laughs) Um, You see, we have a lot of like or I'd say from like early 20s to early 40s, living. A lot of good talent, a lot of young professionals, a lot of people that we do need here on the island. But because of underpay and because of the hostilities that are like directly linked to Maria and what is left of the island, they, they had to leave. And it's very sad whenever you see people saying, hey, I do want to stay. I love my island, but I've been fired. I cannot find another job. I have to go, and they do not want to leave, but they are forced to leave. It's really, really sad. So, and again, uh-huh.
1: uh I, th- I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. I, the, the, no thi- the thing that I think, as I said, I think it was news to so many Americans that Puerto Ricans are Americans. Uh, even more Americans would be surprised to know that. The, that Puerto Rico is really under the control of a appointed uh, non Puerto Rican uh, committee of of sorts. Can you tell us about that? Because this happened uh, was signed yeah. into law. Let's be clear about this. Was signed into law in the last year of Barack Obama's presidency. Correct
0: correct okay, this is a very uh, it's a very complex um yeah subject and um see uh although I personally and most people here on the island do not want this um control board um from the standpoint of people that saw it as a necessary bad. It's better that it happened under the presidency of Obama rather than the current um, administration because it would have been even worse yeah. um what President Obama signed a promessa law to make sure that Puerto Rico would pay their creditors and avoid non payment at all try to trying to restructure or renegotiate this debt. Um, The fiscal control board, however, became increasingly more powerful and started basically taking power over social politics on the island. Um they basically go over the Constitution of Puerto Rico and over our democratically elected government.
1: So you're suggesting that they are, they are a um that you're under almost a, a dictatorship imposed by Washington.
0: Correct. Um basically we went back to the forties or the thirties before we have a constitution right now we are under complete control of u.s congress um... The judge um... federal judge Laura Taylor Swain just validated this control and actually gave the fiscal control board power over Budget. So the Puerto Rican government, the governor, does not have control over okay. the budget or even laws. like for example, let's say that um, there was a, okay, there was a controversy recently over tolls whenever people were driving on the highway, mm-hmm. and the governor went to sign a law to make some changes on how that was working. The fiscal control law thought that those changes would be counterproductive to paying the creditors. So this law that would benefit the residents did not happen because the board said no.
1: So the board the board is looking after not the interest of Puerto Rican people, they're looking after the interest of the creditor, the Puerto Rico's creditors. Qu- Who are are those creditors,
0: Hugo? Who are those? Okay, there is a seven people board. They are not politicians. They're economists, Uh, bankers. Their main purpose is to collect the debt. There is no concern about the people. My mother, for example, I mean, they impact. Everybody here. My mother, she's a retired librarian. She was making $1,000 a month when she retired. Um, The fiscal control board, in order to pay the creditors, is cutting 20% of her pension. So they expect her to live with $800 a month. At the same time... Natalie Jaresco, who is not Puerto Rican and is the executive director of this board mm-hmm. is making six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year.
1: okay, so the director of the board makes six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and expects your mother correct. to live on eight hundred dollars a month
0: correct
1: um, and um,
0: this, this well yeah, the fiscal control board. Wanted to increase their operation cost to eighty million dollars a year. It was at sixty at sixty million dollars last year, and this is excluding external costs like lawyers. Um, uh, what you call that? Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting my English. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: I can't help you. A- was, uh, Accountants. Accountants.
0: I don't know. Accountants, but the people um lobbyists.
1: Lobbyists? Oh, they they have lobbyists. Okay.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So wait a minute, wait a minute. Is, who is, are the credit? Who where is? Who are they trying to get the money for? Who holds all this uh this uh credit, this debt? This Where's is the, the debt point? Uh, I
0: don't want to say the funny part, but this is the most or one of the most complicated parts of this whole situation, the the people here in Puerto Rico, we do not really understand the nature of the debt.
1: Didn't your government create the debt?
0: Exactly. They did. But nobody is telling us where the money went to or who's responsible for this. There have been several, I mean many, uh, proposals of people trying to get an audit. In fact, um, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders and Samuel Gutierrez in the United States want an audit of the debt so they can actually understand what really happened here. Now, both the board. And the local government don't do not want <laughs> yeah, right. this audit to happen. Okay. So there's kind of like this mystery on how this all happened.
1: Okay. So the suggestion is the suggestion is is we're looking at probably some serious corruption,
0: massive. Mass- Massive corruption, and we're talking like basically we see that government started borrowing money from the '90s. Uh, that's more or less what we pointed at, and the corruption just went out of control. Although Puerto Rico was have has always been under United States jurisdiction, <laughs> but now they have taken the power from those corrupted governments and start collecting the money that these officials or elected government officials stole in a fiscal war that Impacting the people of the island okay, yes. directly and overlooking right. the impact. Okay, so the of this power, this power struggle. Okay,
1: family. so this is this is just classic. So the the guys uh, with power and position uh, and and responsibility for the people have pretty much screwed up. And none of their heads are rolling. Has anybody gone to jail for this total, you know, malfeasance in office or anything? I mean, and and we're talking about an island and a people that are so suffering as a result of this natural disaster, which was laid on top of a man-made disaster of total ineptitude of the government.
0: Correct. It has been a huge mess, Um, especially after Maria, after the hurricane happened. There was no communication. We had no radio, no TV stations, no electricity at home. And those months, I I myself was without electricity for three months. So during the time that people were too worried about feeding their family, finding water... (laughs) and making sure that they had the essentials to just survive to the next day, the government started making all kinds of decisions that we did not know what was going on. We were, And to, to this day, um, they're talking about the privatization of the authority of energy here in Puerto Rico, which is one of our biggest assets. If that's privatized it's a lot of it's a lot less money than the island's gonna have right um but that happened at a time when people are still disconnected from what's happening in the government
1: oh boy, I have to tell you uh it, this is i i can't imagine i can't imagine i am I'm looking at something from the wall street journal uh yesterday uh oh. And it says, there is no money specifically to help Puerto Rico in the government funding bills, that's Washington, in the government funding bills in the Senate or the House uh, that are being considered for next year. There is no money specifically to help Puerto Rico in the Republican those are control. Bad news. Huh? That Huh?
0: those are bad, bad news. Yeah. You see, like the austerity measures that are being imposed are taking Puerto Rico back. I don't know if you heard about the closing of schools.
1: I'm tell us about it. They're they're closing down see, I mean, so the gov the, the big guys screw everything up and corrupt you know through corruption and pocketing money and who knows where it went. And the people end up paying the price. Uh so they're closing Correct. they're closing down schools now.
0: Three hundred schools were closed before the beginning of this um school year. Um, is that but is that
1: a you uh, go is that a result of of the hurricane or this is the control board?
0: This is the control board and the austerity measures. It's part of the austerity measures. Um, three weeks after the beginning of the school year, we still have special ed kids without schools or teachers begging on television for their school to please be reopened. Um, Less money next year. You just broke my heart. I'm <laughs> I sorry. It. I, so, I'm sorry. No, it, it, no, no it, it's good to know because a lot of people have a lot of faith that something will change, but nothing is, and it, this is just going to mean less services for us, less Puerto Rico we have it, it has been so devastating seeing less people less services, a government that has no power, school closings, people having to migrate and there we feel defeated then we actually feel defeated, and I'm sure all that we can do at this point is maybe try to raise international awareness and and actually, we, I think we have a lot of faith in the diaspora and the people of the United States that they can maybe talk to their elected officials and be like, hey, what's happening with Puerto Rico? Can something be done? Because we are American citizens after all. It's a small It's a small place. We're like, well, 100 miles long by 35 miles wide. We may have like 3 million Puerto Ricans living on the island at this point. So, a, to the government, we are nothing. I mean, if you compare the island of Puerto Rico to New York City, we're like, what, a small fraction of of the population of a big city in the United States. And size-wise, you can fit us in Lake Erie, right? Um, so, we are very small. And we have like we are struggling again. There's communities without electricity, communities without water. Um, a lot of misinformation coming out. Some people trying to paint Puerto Rico as already been recovered, so to bring like tourism because we do rely on tourism. Although this tourism is kind of leading to gentrification here on the island. Yeah, it, it's complex. Oh, okay. The situation is really it, it's. Its desperating and 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 again we do feel pretty defeated. the overall feeling is that we don't know what's going to be left of the island by next election time um if, if there is an election here in Puerto Rico because even even if we elect a new governor, there's nothing they can do. la junta or i'm sorry I' We call the board the junta. Um, The fiscal control board is in control. U.S. Congress is in control. Um, We have no control, no say, no country. We're basically just seeing, sitting there, seeing what's happening and feeling very powerless and most of us having to migrate
1: you know I, I wish i could uh you know give you some some good news but uh it, the people of the united states seem so distracted now by the craziness going on you know coming from the washington dc the trump administration and 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 no attention is being paid to all kinds of very important uh issues uh, puerto Rico, of course, being one, and, as I said, heading into another hurricane season um, this is it is a true scandal uh what happened in Puerto Rico uh, before the hurricane and certainly after the hurricane, and I feel for uh the people of puerto Rico and i I will do my best to get the word out and and I'm sorry if I really upset you. By the way, I, the article I saw was in yesterday's Wall Street Journal under, uh, by Arian Campo Flores, and it's, uh, uh, the, ty- the headline of it was Hurricane Death Toll Now Put Near 3,000, and it was toward the end of the article that they said there was no money in either of the uh, spending bills in the House or the Senate that are specifically earmarked for Puerto Rico. So if you oh, want to... I will t- be reading that okay. <laughs> right away. Okay. And I, I wow. thank you so much. And I, please keep in touch, uh, Ugos, and, and take care of yourself.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Lynn. Thank and you. And also I want to share my solidarity with my people in the United States. I know you guys have a lot of internal problems right now. <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs>
1: but, you know, we got but electricity and schools are open. <laughs> So no, but thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you then. Okay. Have a great day. You, you. you too. You too. Bye bye. Oh, bye bye. Man. Jeez. Sort of puts things in perspective. God I hope. I hope Mother Nature somehow manages to bypass that beleaguered island. Give them another year to maybe get some measure of solidity under them although can you imagine this control board though and they're paying what the head of it $650,000 and you can imagine what the others are paying and you put all those millions together you could open a school or two couldn't you? Sickening. Okay Well, sorry to have interrupted the Great Apple debate because, um, man, boy, I got more email on this than I... Maybe we can take it up again uh, tomorrow, yesterday, I can't imagine. Uh, I'll just quickly... Chris says, I was always in the Red Delicious camp for years, and I tried a (laughs) Honeycrisp. Needless to say, all right, Chris, I'm a convert. I have a Honeycrisp apple every night saves me from drinking wine. Am I wrong because I like to have a Honeycrisp with caramel dip? Although I do take a break from my Honeycrisp routine on the weekends to go back to drinking wine. (laughs) It's quite all right. I'm totally, I sign off on everything you said. And uh, Barbara says, I have noticed that Honeycrisp are always about twice the cost. Of the other apples, but worth it if you have the money. Also, one of those humongous Honey Crisps is like three apples. Um, yeah, they're expensive. Uh, okay, Galas, Granny Smiths, Red Delicious uh, are just over a dollar a pound. The price of Honey Crisps have skyrocketed to four fifty per pound wow oh wait that's from two years ago well maybe that's not the case now who knows they're still probably pricier but i'll tell you well worth it it's like eating candy it is the best okay so uh sobering stuff from uh ugo marin in uh in puerto rico And as you know, it is, other than the news that came out yesterday with this revised death toll, it is uh, a forgotten island uh, in our country, and it is of our country, and it's really disgusting, unbelievable, disgusting. Okay, that'd be it. Uh, I got to skedaddle, and I wish you all a good day, and I'll see you tomorrow.